been lit, boy. Everything goes. We now return you to regular programming. All right, well, it's currently Thursday evening as we get ready to kick off with the Jags and Miami Dolphins. We have a lot to break down for you guys as far as week two has ended and week three get ready to kick off and also playoff baseball get ready to right around the corner. A lot going on. Big got the NBA on. championship. You got the NHL championship, which I don't understand why that's not on regular TV. You know, no one, no one's even paying really paying attention to it. You think that's the biggest uh, thing going on for them and they'd have it on like regular NBC. They don't. But uh, Tampa Bay is legit, man. They're up two games to one. Fast moving last night. There's over 300 plus hits in that series already. Really, really hitting that that the bodies. I just think uh, Tampa Bay is too much for Dallas. It's uh, it's really starting to uh, feel like football season, especially when you wake up and it's 30 degrees outside and there's frost on your car. Um, oh, that, was, you, that was three nights ago. You come home and it's it's low 60s. It's great weather. I love hoodie and short weather and jeans and t-shirt weather. I hate I hate when it goes from like fall back to freaking summer again, you know. Well, today was nice. It was like literally just 70 degrees and I enjoyed I enjoyed I love wearing a hoodie with shorts. Yeah. But I me I'm a summer guy. I want my summer heat. I'm not I'm not looking forward to scraping the car, scraping the frost. No, I'm, not either. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a winter guy. I don't like the cold as I get older. It gets I don't dark like dark around five o'clock, six o'clock, so yeah. It's a very it, depressing it, time of the year. It is. Especially when you get up early, you go to work, it's dark and then you're gonna be leaving work and it'll be dark. That's the worst time of the year. Yeah. Well, obviously week two happened and there's a lot of injuries. We could probably list off a list of injuries that have happened. Some key ones obviously would be Nick Boza, Saquon Barkley, Jimmy Garoppolo, etc. There was a, a lot, a lot that happened, a lot of ACLs. Uh, a lot of people that blame the turf, um, and we had that conversation with uh, Jeff uh, John Coon, uh, where we asked him, "Would you rather play on turf or would you rather play on grass?" And I, and I truly do believe that turf does not give you the give that regular grass would also give you. But also, I'm curious to see what kind of cleats these players are wearing on turf. Yeah, um, you know, some people I think are hard headed, thick headed, if you want to call it, where they might have a certain cleat they feel is better on the grass on the turf. Um, well, I feel bad for the 49ers because they, they questioned MetLife Field where they played the Jets last week. You know, they, they had to fly all the way back home to fly back to New York again to play the Giants this week. The NFL actually investigated the turf and said the turf is up to par. There's nothing wrong with the field. I wonder if not having enough practice comes into play, not having preseason games where you're getting hit comes into play, where you don't have all those training camps early on in the summer if that comes into play. A lot of big names. This is one of the reasons why I didn't want to do fantasy football this year. It makes it interesting. Coronavirus and the waiver wire is going to be mad the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and obviously this was also in baseball too where people, uh, teams were investigating uh, fields. But I also heard someone talk about how the Jets field is a little bit newer as far as the turf they put down. Um, and they, if, you looked at, if you looked at different turfs, like say the Saints for instance, you know, that's been there for a while so it gives. It's a little bit better to run on. Some of the newer turf, you know, doesn't give as well as uh, the older ones do. But I particularly like the fields like the Cardinals and like the Raiders new Death Star, you know, where the grass, it rolls out and they can use the sun and oh, yeah. and, and they bring it back in. I think that's awesome. I've seen that. That I, I've seen the video on that. That is amazing what they do in Arizona. Yeah. I mean, it's probably awesome. a lot of money uh, to be able to get the the machinery, I guess, to to wheel all that out and wheel it back in. It probably takes an hour, 30 minutes to to wheel it out to the grass. I'm not a big fan of uh, turf fields. I'm really not. Ever since Michael Irving went down at the vet back in the day, I'm just not. I'm not a big fan of it. It's like getting slammed on concrete. You know, I, mean, I know the stuff today is newer, 
But you know, you see all those black rubber pellets that pop up and stuff like that. I can only that, imagine you getting that in your throat. That's ma- I, I remember seeing that study though, where like the newer turf fields, they're trying to to make it where it, it absorbs most of the shock if you do get slammed. Yeah. Because you know, like say you play in Chicago, or even if you go over here behind us at the park, when you play football, it's cold. That ground, that feels, feels like a rock. But most fields have heaters in them. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's expensive to have grass fields. It really is. It you is know, you, you think every year you have to resod it, you have to take care of it, uh, you got to patch it. And I've seen, like, when they played at Candlestick uh, Park, the 49ers, you know, and, and when they played in Oakland, they were playing on the baseball fields. Yeah. I mean, those fields were crap. I mean, they really were bad. Bear spots it's, it's everywhere. It's cool, though. Like, I don't know if it's cool, but, like, when another team that just pops my mind is the Bears, the Browns. When you get, like, mid to late season, you can, like, just see, like, where all the players run. It's always the middle of the field. Yes. You know, the outside isn't usually bad. I, I'm, it, it is probably a lot of money to take care of that. They probably spray paint oh, some of the grass to make it look freshly green. You got to con- – they probably just rip it up at the end of the year and replant it. Yeah, and it's it, look what happened when uh, the, I think it was the Cowboys were supposed to play down in Mexico at an exhibition game, and that field was in such bad condition that they they canceled the game. You know, I've seen games right where guys slip and they slide, and big big piles of sod come out. Yeah, you know that's the downside. I mean, you could tear your knee up on anything anymore if you think about it. It comes down to the conditioning of the field. But I'm I'm an, I, I like the I like the grass fields. I really do. I yeah. I, I love the grass fields. Um, but, but what's crazy is we're two weeks into the NFL, about to be three weeks, and there's probably more than 10 people that have gotten injured already. Uh, big ones. Too. I mean, you take the 49ers situation for a second, that's three big injuries that they lost. Two defensive guys, uh, and then their starting quarterback who, they're, you know, they're saying like two to six weeks, but they're hoping that they can get him back week yeah. by week, you know, but... His is an ankle. Christian think, McCaffrey. Isn't Solomon out too. Solomon's out. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey dealing with an ankle injury. Michael Thomas dealing with an inj- ankle injury. Uh, Saquon ACL. He's out for the season, which sucks. Cowboys. They lost Chidobe Awuzie for and they six lost, to eight um, weeks. Who was your tight end? Godbert? No, that's no, Eagles. Blake Jarwin. They lost it. Another he, ACL. He wasn't even touched. He was just a freak thing. You know, Tyron Smith is out with injuries. And it, now we got Ty. Uh, now we got Tyrod Taylor. Uh, that's a situation we'll get into in a second. Um, I saw an incredible stat that was published uh, about how Adrian Peterson tore his ACL and the year after he went off and won the MVP, and he tweeted that at Saquon Barkley and said the comeback story is going to be insane. And it, it sucks, man, seeing all these big guys go down. Because when you see ACL or MCL, like you know that's all that's all year. You know, yeah. if it's an ankle injury, they say, though, like when you have an ankle sprain or an ankle injury, it doesn't really like – like you're always going to have that problem where it can – get bad easily your cls are where the problem is when you start having knee injuries like that it ends careers especially it really running does. back and saquon he had problems last year he has it again this year and, and it, it's it tough, feels like every year he's getting injured when you're in a position where you're juking and you're constantly putting torque on that knee it could be a short-lived career it's i mean gonna, no gonna, one wants to talk about that but it could be it's gonna be tough for his contract talks because obviously when you think saquon barkley you think great great running back mm-hmm. top five top three running back probably powerful muscles legs his quads are huge great running back he's he can catch he could do it all but i mean we pulled up the dalvin cook stats you know when you miss a, a more than half a percentage of your games it's tough to realistically bring out big bucks you know yeah. what i mean 
because the problem with the running back position is, is if you look at most teams today, they carry multiple running backs. A lot, yeah. You know, look what happened to the Rams a couple of years ago when Gurley went down. They brought that guy off the freaking shelf. He was like stock and sh- stock and shelf, sweeping floors, doing something, and he ran all over to the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. You see multiple teams that have multiple running backs, so it's easy to say, you know what, we don't need to pay you this big contract anymore. We have multiple options. I mean, the 49ers, what do they have, four guys on their active roster running backs? Yeah, I mean, you think about most teams. Take the Browns for a second. Browns have two running backs, two top ten running backs right now. Yeah. And that's that's insane to think about. Most teams have two running backs that start. You have your receiver back. You have your powerhouse running back. Uh, but the Giants actually just signed Devontae Freeman uh, on their squad, which they don't know. They, they, had, they had to. They had to. They, uh, because all you had was, I think it's Deion Lewis that's over there. And then they have that Gallman, or however you say his last name. It's You got, I mean, I get it. Oh, and you're 0-2. You know, you're still looking. You're you know, 0-2, but you're only one game out in that weak division. That's a tough division. It's just, you could be 7-9 yeah. and, and win that division. Yeah. So you got you to gotta get it. They don't know if he's going to start this week, obviously, because he's learned the playbook and everything else. But they had to do that. They had to go out there yeah, and get somebody. The only thing I don't like, I mean, if you look at if you look at Freeman, he's not a guy that can give you fifteen to twenty carries. He's a game. like a Deion Lewis, honestly. Exactly. You don't got that power back back there. That's gonna. It's gonna like. Let's face it. Jason Garrett loves to run the ball. Yeah, he does. And now you don't have that workhorse there to do it. Um, you can't put the ball in Daniel Jones' hands and expect him to throw the ball forty times a game either. You know it. it we're, you know what? This this season has been really crazy. It really is. And it's only two weeks into it. I feel bad for the Giants. Every year, the Giants on paper seem like they have a pretty decent team. I, I'm pretty sure I just heard, a, a, I saw something where Shepard, I think, is injured again. Yeah, he's out. So now all you have is Tate and Slayton, and hopefully Ingram, Ingram. stays healthy because he's been injured so much. There's a lot of teams that I just, I don't, this is injury bug, man. I, I don't think I've ever, and last year we talked about this because the first three weeks we saw some big names go down. I don't think I've ever seen an NFL season where this many guys have gotten injured. And again, they're probably going to, the NFLPA, whoever runs it, they're probably going to look into this and say, we definitely do need preseasons. I don't know if it's going to be four, maybe it's two, but I think but the these only, guys do need some, like, let's get this. I mean, I think they need it, they need it for, like, you know, working on timing and stuff like that. As far as the, you know, you need contact to a point, but most of those big name players don't play in all the preseason yeah. games anyway. But I think the whole build up for the season what was what what hurt these teams. You know, you started late with your camps. You didn't have anything early on. You didn't have mini camps. You didn't have rookie camps. You didn't have anything. Yeah. And and the guys you're depending on them to stay in shape and how can you stay in shape when there's no gyms open? So it, it was tough. And and look I mean I don't talk about the Cowboys, but the Cowboys' offensive line, I mean, they, they had three rookies starting last week. You know, you have Zach Martin, who is one of the best guards in football, yeah. looking like crap. Yeah. Connor Williams, totally, I mean, he looks like Aaron Donald, just threw him around like a rag doll a- against the Rams. So it's going to be interesting because you, you look at what's going on. I mean, you have teams, Arizona, Man, did I nail that or did I nail that? Arizona so far? looks like a great start. It's going to be them in Seattle because I think you can eliminate the 49ers from this at this point. In, it's early to say that, but that's my overreaction with the 49ers. And I just don't believe the Rams are a true 2 and 0 team right now. Yeah, the thing about Seattle is is you look at them, they could easily be 1 and 1. You look at Dallas, Dallas could either be 0 and 2, 2 and 0. I'm happy with 1 and 1. Yeah. Dallas, Dallas should have beat the Rams. There's no if ands or buts about that. That was bad play, uh, coaching. You should have kicked the field goal to tie it. You missed the field goal. You should have won by a field goal easily. I think the Rams just are really good at disguising their plays. They are. And I think that they have a great coach over there. And 
I don't think I thought I said this the other day. I don't think the Rams are such this great team. I think take Tannehill for instance. Okay, you have Mark Henry who runs hundred yards a game. All Tannehill has to do is throw a couple passes, maybe a touchdown pass. I truly think that like the Rams are a team where their coach his plays are just so well played out. Yeah, every play like you can't tell whether they're running, whether they're throwing a screen, whether they're throwing. It's and like they a, it's do like, though they run those wide receiver screen passes so well. The Rams are like an awesome pitcher in baseball. They hide their plays like yeah. a pitcher hides his different off speed pitches with the fastball. And so you have pretty decent running back so far yeah. and and all golf really has to do is he dumps off these balls kind of like Drew Brees does and they block perfectly like, the, the way these plays go out like when I was watching that Dallas game with you I mean they dumped off they they 30 yards off one play it's aggravating because it is. The, you you don't have good enough linebackers to make the plays yeah it's just it's it gets frustrating and it's too early in the season for that yeah so some of our predictions here. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the teams that I went to. We're gonna we're gonna talk about which 0-2 team we think will flip this around and still have a shot at playoffs. Obviously, there's a lot of 0-2 teams that you can completely eliminate from this picture. But the current 0-2 teams would be the Dolphins, the Jets, Bengals, Eagles, Vikings, Panthers, Falcons, Lions, Giants, Broncos, Texans. I hope you remembered all those. Or, or you're looking, looking at them. them now. If you had to pick one team from from this Owen team list that possibly could flip this around, still make playoffs, still make a good push for playoffs, or even if you had to pick two, you know, which which teams are you looking at here? Because, I mean, you could clearly eliminate, I think, if I had to eliminate teams here. I'd eliminate here, the Jets and the Dolphins. I'm eliminating Jets, Dolphins. I'm eliminating, I'm eliminating personally, Eagles. Uh, and I'm going to eliminate the Bengals. I'm not going to say the Bengals aren't going to go out there and get five wins. I just don't think the Bengals are going to make a playoff push yet. Look, my thing about the Eagles is they have a tough schedule. I mean, they have Cincinnati this week, which, you know what, I, I think Cincinnati can beat them. Uh, but the but the Eagles are in a division where you could easily go 7-9, and nine, like I said before, and win that division. Yeah. You know, the Redskins, I mean, let's face it, the Redskins had an opportunity to go up two games on everybody in the division if Dallas mm-hmm. would have lost that freaking crazy game. But That's true. I, I just I still think that the best two teams in that division are going to be the Eagles and the Cowboys. The Eagles have a front-loaded schedule. It gets easier, you know. What do you, What do you think about that Carson Wentz situation? Because obviously, we were listening to videos before this, and there's a lot of fans that are, are calling for Hurts, which I don't think is a is a good mm. idea. But you have a quarterback that they paid a lot of money. What was it like seventy five million dollars? Some some big number like that. I don't remember what it was like a five year deal or something. He's getting like thirty five million a year. What was it? Two years ago, he was in the MVP voting. Um, and and now you have a quarterback who comes back. You know, Foles isn't there anymore. Uh, people wanted Foles over Wentz, and he's 0-2. And like we, we we listened to that video earlier, he's leading the league in interceptions, in sacks, and inaccurate throws. They said that his offensive line is ranked fifth in the pass block. I don't, I don't see that. That is analytics from the ESPN people right there. Yeah, whatever. So they're, Fake news. they're saying that Wentz, like you said personally about Dak two years ago and the year before, that his clock inside his head, he's not being smart with. Because when you watch those videos, Wentz is sitting in the pocket too long. And well, I'm going to give you my, my opinion. But you could, you could blame the receivers on that too. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to give you my opinion on that. First of all, I, I'm not an Eagles fan by no means. I absolutely hate the Eagles. But i got to defend them. you got a 38-year-old left tackle protecting you. You have two of your, your big offensive dogs that are out. Your center's out. You have nobody there that, that can help you protect you. You get sacked nine times in game one. Your timing with your receivers are off because, let's face it, who, other than Deshaun Jackson, what big-name receiver do you have? Now, you do have you none. think, not to cut you off, do you think that goes into not having a preseason? Because you think preseason, yes, sure, you scrimmage. absolutely. Sure, like, they got the scrimmage their own teams this year. But in preseasons, you get a little bit of live action of you getting timing with young receivers. Absolutely. You don't get that right now. And, and everyone's saying he's in the pocket long. Well, they, there you go. That, that – 
that explains it. Your timing is off with your receivers. You're waiting. Maybe they're not running the routes right. Maybe they're not yeah. breaking at the right time. You know, he other than his tight ends, who does he have that he can trust there? And would the, you agree with this little side mark too? Is they're saying you ha- you saw a lot of teams go one and zero week one. We're gonna get back to Eagles in one second. You saw a lot of people go one and zero. A lot of quarterbacks look good week one, and then week two you had a lot of drop offs from a lot of top ten teams. And they're saying. You know, not by it's not luck. They're not saying that they got lucky, but they're saying you think about they didn't get no preseason games to get live action with these receivers yes. that they were bound to have a bad game to get the rust off. Look what happened to Dak a couple years ago when we had nobody. We had no receivers. We played like crap. We start out the season like two and three or something like that, and then they brought Amari Cooper and things turn around. Yeah. Wentz doesn't have that. He doesn't have as Amari Cooper. He doesn't have so he just lost rigor for six to eight weeks. Yeah. You know, Sean Jeffries, I mean, who knows when he's going to come back? He, he, the guy has not been blessed with any kind of receiving core whatsoever. And I'm, and I would not, I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming the offensive line. I, I disagree with you that because, I mean, you have all these ESPN reporters. That's who, fine. They work harder than us, and they have the stats. But, but, that, you, but, but no, I'm just but you say, have to understand something. Sure, the, no, 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 the, I know. The line let protect, me finish. Let me but the line protect them, like you said. But it didn't protect him week one. No. Okay? So they're saying he's been sacked more. But obviously he's going to be sacked more if his timing is off well, yeah, with his receivers. Well, yeah, I was going to say my view on that. I was going to say their leading receiver is a tight end who has 131 passing yards, uh, receiving yards. Deshaun Jackson only has eight receptions. Rieger's out. Uh, but, uh, and it's like when you're looking at the receivers, it turns into running backs and more tight ends. Miles Sanders, the next uh, receiver is Gray Ward, who has five receptions and 30 yards. So you have Deshaun Jackson, who is probably their only receiver right now. I couldn't, but, name, I couldn't name one receiver on that team. But it's easy for people who in suits to sit back and watch video and throw little analytics at people. you got to understand something. Sure, his throws might be off a little bit, but is it because of pressure? You know, they just break down what they want to break down to put on to get hot takes. I mean, but if you look at if you had put the whole picture together, he's got no receivers that are accurate. He's got no, no timing with any other than, his, other than his tight ends that have been there for several years. This guy has nothing to throw to. No. Nothing. And I, and I agree. I, I think that he's taken these sacks because his internal clock is there, but he's sitting in the pocket and he's waiting. He's waiting. No one's open. No one's open. This guy's a rookie. He doesn't even know the right route. This guy, we're, our timing's off exactly. already. And now you're looking left and right. But he, I think he, as, as a, you know, you could say he's a, when you're in the league three years, you're basically a veteran at this point. Would you say that? Absolutely. So I think as, as a veteran quarterback, he needs to know, though, he needs to throw this ball away. He needs to either run or get out of the pocket. I think he is taking too many sacks and he's putting them in a hole. Well, the filthy haters are calling for freaking uh, the backup quarterback Hurts. already. And that's not, other than him running and scrambling and, and, and becoming, uh, you know, like all these other running quarterbacks in the league. It's not going to change. He's we, not going to have saw, any weapons either to throw to. We saw what happened to Haskins last year when he got thrown into, like, what, week five or something, and, yeah. and he, threw like, he threw three picks, got sacked a bunch. If you threw Hurts into this situation right now with no receivers, no weapons really, Miles Sanders is back, which is huge, I don't think he's going to play any better. Sure, he might be able to run, but I don't think he's going to do any better. I disagree with that. I really do. You do? You want Hurts to come in? Oh, I mean, other than him running, that's the only thing that's going to make him better. That's what I just said. Yeah, but I I disagree with uh, with him coming in at all. My thing I really is, uh, I I just I don't I don't think that I seriously don't think that the problem is Wentz. The problem is the injuries again, two years in a row. They're the New York Yankees of the NFL. So many injuries. You know, let's face it. Last year he had his all almost all of his offensive line, and he went to the playoffs with crap receivers. Yeah. This year he has no offensive line and he has no receivers. 
If you don't have time, you're not going to complete it. And I look at Facebook. I see all these Eagle fans out there that are turning their backs on already. It's not him. Get on your organization to freaking start drafting better players. Yeah. You need you need to update your line. You I mean you got a left tackle that's 38 years old. He's he's protecting his blind side. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey was limited today at practice. I think the Eagles need a lot of help. I think that I think Wentz is still your franchise quarterback as of now. I think you just need to give him some help. I think you need to give him some time. He's got really no real weapons there. Sure, Alshon Jeffrey's never done anything to be impressive. And I was gonna say, sure, you have Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Both those guys are old in this league. Uh, You you need some receivers. And again, I don't think you can sit here and be like, this is why we shouldn't have drafted Rager. How you say his name? I think. Rieger, I think, could still be, be a good, good. receiver. Uh, just, uh, you know, injury bug has been killing a lot of people this year. You know, perfect example. You know, the Cowboys, their offensive line is crap. Dak's numbers are really, really good this year. Why? Look at the weapons he has. Yeah. I mean, he's got three great receivers. He's got a decent tight end. Schultz came in, and they and they thought he was going to be freaking uh, a bust because of uh, Jarwin. Schultz is playing good. You know, they've been dumping the ball off to the running backs a lot. They have... It's, it's it's you give Wentz. I mean, if you take Wentz and you put him on Dallas right now, and, well. and he's healthy with all those weapons, it'd be the same story. If you put Dak on Philly, I think the average time too a quarterback is throwing the like holding the ball and throwing it with with good weapons around them is like two seconds. Yeah. So you think about it, you don't really you don't even need a good solid offensive line. It's two seconds. Mm-hmm. But when you have weapons in front of you, it makes your quarterback's job so much easier. And I think we're seeing that with the Eagles. They need a lot of help. They need a lot of offensive weapons. And going into the next year's draft. And possibly even by the trade deadline, if they still have a shot at this, uh, the division, you need to look for some young receivers to get in there and help you. I mean, let's. I mean, I hate. I hate defending the Eagles. I really do. I hate defending them. And and well, and we're not even defending. We're they're, breaking they're, down their situation. But they're saying that Wentz's stats are worse than his rookie season. I understand that, and I know all these suits and all these people that are on ESPN who once played football or thought they played football. You know, it's easy for them to talk crap about other players. But you know what? The same at the end of the day, you put any good quarterback, you put Pat Mahomes on that offense, he's not doing anything with that team. I don't care what what anyone says. I'd put money on that. There's no weapons there. There's nothing in there for Wentz. You know you can't criticize Wentz for this. I'm sorry. No. Going back to that 0 and two teams, uh, if I had to pick, two, like I'm 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 at two teams right here that I think could turn this around and, and really make a push to the playoffs. That's the Falcons and Vikings. Number one, the Falcons. Matt Ryan is playing a great year this year. Unfortunately, his defense is allowing teams to come back in this game, and, and people always want to blame him. I think the Falcons are like one click away from putting it all together. You see how they have three good receivers who are getting 100 yards receiving each game. Uh, the Gurley's doing decent, but not great. But they're and they got they got Hurst. I think it's Hurst. How you say his last name from uh, Baltimore last year? Who, who's playing well? That team looks good. That t- that defense. What's weird is that defense can, looks good in moments, but. Like we saw with Dallas and what we saw with Seattle, like they are just not playing well. And the onside kick thing, like that's just another thing that was embarrassing. On the NFC side, I think the two teams that have the best chance to do anything, I think it's the Eagles because of the division. They're only they're they're zero two, but they're only game out of first place. And, and I got to go the same with the Falcons. I think the Falcons have a shot. I mean, they points for they, they they're like leading the league. They're they're second behind the Packers with points uh, scored for them at sixty four. Um, I think they have the best shot in that division, only a game out. But I think the Vikings, it's going to be tough because you're already two games out behind the Packers and the Bears. Yeah, there's, two, there's like they three, all, there's three wild cards. They all have to play each other. 
the Vikings are the team, if you all remember, I picked to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Shocker. That's not going to happen. Yeah, the Vikings but are I, pretty rough right I, now. The Vikings have to turn it around. I mean, their score against is like 71 points already that they've allowed. There's no defense on that side at all. I think they're the second or third worst team in the NFC side as far as points allowed. They got to turn it around. But um, I think it's still going to be the Eagles if I had to pick the Eagles, and it's going to be the Falcons. I think just those two teams. I think the Falcons, they got a raw deal against Dallas. They forgot the rules. They should have won that game. And let's face it, Dallas had four turnovers in the first quarter. But Three I just, fumbles. I just think that uh, four fumbles. Atlanta has a lot, a lot there, and that they could they have a lot of weapons. They, they really do. do. That team is deadly. You look back at the Falcons last year, too. They had the Diggs situation where Diggs wanted the ball more, uh, Kirk Cousins, and we talked about that last year where the Falcons struggled last year also in the beginning of the year. Their defense is still bad, yeah. though. Diggs came out. He won the ball more. They got in the ball more. Cook went off, and, and I think they truly are missing Diggs here. I think Thielen needs to to get better i think i think that whole team needs to get the chemistry better is really the answer for that team because that team is on the verge of well, being other, one of the worst teams in the league other right than now. Thielen, they don't really have that weapon that they have the, the, the i mean they, they drafted jefferson was jefferson but again and i think he's he's gonna be Justin a good receiver jefferson. but i think that team needs chemistry um the Lions, let's face it, the Lions are what they always have been. Yeah. You know, they score a lot of points, but they give up a lot of points. And that that is – Aaron Rodgers is no joke, man. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has about nine touchdown passes yeah. already this year. And, He's going off. And then the, the Texans, the Texans with Deshaun Watson, I think you always have a chance to win. I just don't think they have enough around him to win. Aaron Rodgers is going to go off. He's going to win the NFC this year. He's going to drop the mic and come to Dallas. I I I don't know about that. That's a that's a pretty big overreaction right there. I would say. Uh, I don't know because let's face it, Dallas is going to have to give Dak a number that starts with four for per year. Two and O teams that we're going to pick one that we think is uh, overrated at this point shouldn't be two and O. And we have the Cardinals, the Rams, the Hawks, Chiefs, Steelers, Bills, Bears, Packs, Raiders, Titans, and the Ravens. Most people on Twitter are saying the Bears should not be two and O, but. Trubisky has been playing. You can you could say he's been playing pretty well lately. He has a few quarters where he looks like the old Trubisky. But if we get the yeah, but who'd they play? I think they played the Lions and they they played somebody else. That's horrible. And if I had to pick, if I had to pick someone on this list that I don't think is legit yet, I think in my opinion it's either the Rams or the Titans. I don't have a strong feeling for the Titans. I mean, you barely beat the Jags. You let the Jags put about thirty-one points up on you, and. I just don't know how I feel about Tannehill yet. I think if you can stop Derrick Henry and put the ball into Tannehill's hands, like you have a chance to beat that team every week. Uh, I mean, I said the Steelers are going to be good. The Steelers and Ravens are going to split the series. So I, I still think the Steelers and the Ravens are legit. Tennessee, I don't know what to think about them. The Raiders, no, they're not going to be there long. I don't I mean, even though Drew Brees had an off night, the Saints are still a good team, and the Raiders looked good. Derek Carr, you know, they opened the Death Star. Something about when you open your own first stadium. Uh, yeah, I get, but but Derek Carr looked good. First quarter we shut him down, but he put up like over three hundred pass yards. Jacobs looks good. Who does the Raiders play this week? I think they play New England. Yes, they do. And you know what? Can we just take a second and, and say Cam Newton looks good? Sure, they lost to Seattle by a literally one yard line. Cam's looking good so far. Okay, what's your what's your opinion on that? I mean, I, you you kind of seem like you Cam, don't. Cam Newton's a good quarterback. I just think he's overhyped. I think I, just... I think Bill Belichick's calling you know, some cool plays with him. I don't like Madden quarterbacks. I I told you just before on the podcast. I don't like running quarterbacks. I just don't. 
I, mean, I, I hated R- you, I hated RG three because what he did against the Cowboys. When you when you have that uh, God do, God giving gift, man. I mean, he but, just he snuck in the end zone like three times. I just that's that's their whole offense basically. He's Cam still Newton he's still slaying it though. Touchdown. He's going to lead their their team in touchdowns. It's it's kind of rushing. it's kind of a smart thing. He slings the ball down the field, gets him in the red zone, and then he just sneaks it in the end zone. Like it's smart. Unfortunately, they're going to be there. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is such a good coach, and they're only going to get better gonna, every they're week. They're going to be there. I, I just if the Bills don't mess up, it's the Bills' division to win. I think they're going to win it by two games easily. I I think. Everyone's going to catch on to a running quarterback. It always happens. It it's, happened it's in the playoffs a, last year for Baltimore. It's you know? not even the offense. My thing with the Patriots right now is I think the offense looks good. It's the, the defense. What, where's where's that number one defense? Uh, they allowed. I mean, they got demolished yeah. by Russell I mean, Wilson. Is it because of injuries? And I mean, Gilmore, well, Gilmore allowed many, his first many, reception touchdown since 2018. New England leads the league in, t- in players that opted out. Yeah. Think about that stat, though. Gilmore hasn't allowed a touchdown pass since 2018. Yeah. Met- Metcalf got one off him last week. But uh, go ahead, keep reading your list. I don't. I think my, the Bears my, are a legit 2-0 team. They came back and they beat the Lions. On, on the NFC side, um, let's face it, Arizona, you have to play the Rams. They're going to they're gonna play each other. The Seattle, you know, the thing about Seattle is, and, and no one is really talking about it, and you're going to see it this week against Dallas. It's gonna be. This is gonna be the game to watch. You're gonna see about seventy points score. Both of them no have defense. horrible defenses. They both are are allowing a lot of points, but they both have good offenses. You know, Seattle. They 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 beefed up that offensive line. Russell Wilson has plenty of time now to sit he, in that pocket where he doesn't have to run no more for his life. How sad is it that he's never gotten MVP vote? How how does that make sense? But they have no defense at all. I mean, Jamal Adams leads their team in sacks. They had nobody other than Jamal Adams. No. They're going to have a tough time with Dallas, and Dallas is going to have a tough time with them. It's going to come down to who has that ball last. I mean, you're going to see over 70 points scored in this game. Absolutely. I don't know. Like, I know Dallas came back against the Falcons, but Dallas's offense hasn't what's, shown me anything like special name? lately. Mr. Unlimited. Fucking Russell Wilson's nickname. I didn't know that. I don't, yeah, I don't so know what stu- that was. So stupid. He had a, a, a an Instagram thing come out. And he, he, uh, his nickname is Mr. Unlimited. He's, my, he's the MVP right now. Yours? He's the MVP right now. You can't tell me anyone different. Between the passing yards and touchdowns he's putting up, I, you know what? I know I, I can't. I, I tell you right now, if if you took him or you took uh, Aaron Rodgers, I would be okay with it. it. It's close. Aaron Rodgers. I'm telling you right now, Aaron Rodgers is going to have 50 touchdowns this year. He's got a big. Year. He's got a big uh, chip on his shoulder. Yes, year. he does. He he's not going to be a Brett Favre. He's not going to be pushed around. He's going to show them like, look, you want to draft the quarterback? Is I he still in got a, a lot. contract year? He's got a couple more years left. I got right? a lot left in the tank. But I, I Cardinals, you know by the way, just, you, you uh, couldn't go wrong. You couldn't go wrong either way. Russell Wilson, I, I like Russell Wilson. I really I do, do. Too. He's a good man. He's a good quarterback. He's probably one of the best deep ball throwers other than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. No, but you, you got to give it to Wilson's accuracy in the deep throws yeah. is insane. Those tight windows that he does on the run sometimes, too. The key for I'm Dallas. I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes. Patrick the, Mahomes got a cannon, but the Wilson's key for accuracy. Dallas this week is Dallas has got to get pressure up the middle. You cannot let him step up in the pocket. You got to get yeah. pressure up the middle, and you got to get you got to play good coverage. The thing that aggravates me about Dallas is they don't play that press coverage. They they sit off the freaking receivers, and you get these little dink throws. I mean, the Rams did it all day, but yeah. you got to get pressure. Dallas, Arizona, Dallas. I picked Arizona to win that division. Cardinals look very scary. Hopkins do. Hopkins took a step back in week two. But they are still playing at such a high level right now. Only allowed 35 points Kyler Murray looks great. Dallas and Seahawks, who are you taking? Uh, Where is it at? 
It's in Seattle. No fans, though. I'm, 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 gonna I'm t- taking Seattle, but I want Dallas to win. I'm, I'm taking Dallas. I think Dallas has has the offense. You know what? I think Dallas could have blown out Atlanta if we wouldn't have had those turnovers. Yeah. I think Dallas's offense, once it gets going, the only way we beat we beat us anyway. The only well, the only way they beat us is if we have these stupid fake field goals, fake punts, and the stupid crap like that. Yeah. I think Dallas has the weapons, and it's starting to open it up more. I mean, how many plays did they have last last week where they scored in like under like two minutes or less? I mean, they they moved the ball good. It's it's going to be who's healthy on the offensive line. Is Tyron Smith coming back? Who hasn't played fourteen game season since like twenty fourteen? Yeah. You know, is is Connor Williams going to get better? Is he going to get healthy? You know, Are you have you have, you have Steele on the on the right tackle side. Is is he going to be able to uh, to keep uh, Jamal Adams from coming off the side over Jamal there? Jamal Adams playing well. Jamal Adams is going to be blitzing a lot. He likes the blitz. Yes, he does. It, it, you know what? It's going to be a coin flip. It really is. It's going to be a great game. It's going to. I think that's going to be exciting game to watch. Last. Yeah, it's hard to pick. You know, everyone's projecting this is going to be like a ten seven game. <laughs> you watch but, Sunday night football eight o'clock. We got Packers coming into New Orleans. The Big Easy. Who are you taking? I gotta go Packers. I'm sorry. No, I think I do too. But am I, I, but I, I'm happy the Saints are the underdog because I think Drew Brees has a lot to prove this week. You have a good week one, and now you looked like trash week two. What's funny is the first quarter, Saints marched down that field like it was nothing. And I'm telling you, I think they walked into that game thinking that this was going to be an easy win. But Drew Brees, he missed so many throws week two. My thing is, this is a week that he's going to be on a microscope <laughs> because there, if he does not play week week three well, like if he misses throws again, people are going to say quarterbacks need to change i'm gonna tell you right now and, and i've been saying this for the last two years you guys don't have enough weapons you really don't it, it's it's shown again michael thomas went down your leading receiver was alvin kamara you know drew Brees threw 30 yeah but are you taking away drew, from, are you taking away from the defense though with the drew, raiders you have a great defense no 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 i'm saying like because we still have emmanuel sanders but, but he got locked down but but Traquan Smith had almost eight receptions and he played well. We look, just we played bad. My whole thing is is Drew Brees threw thirty eight times, thirty of them went less than ten yards I in know. the airtime. They've been doing this routine now for the last how many years? Drew Brees is ranked twenty second in completion percentage, twenty third in total yards. If if I'm the Saints, you, you got to know in your mind this is probably Drew Brees' last year. I think so. If you lose this game, I think you have to bring Jameis Winston in to see what he has. Whether or that's who hell. that's who you want next year. Or yeah, you have to. You have to do one of them. But I mean, you have Jameis there who threw for over thirty touchdowns last year. Who has twenty twenty vision now? <laughs> I mean, my thing is a. I don't hate the screen pass. Sometimes it bothers me because uh, my it's, thing is West Coast crap. I, it's aggravating. My thing is you have you have weapons. You have Emmanuel Sanders who can get open. I just don't think Breeze can hit him anymore. You have Traquan Smith who's finally healthy, having a decent year. Michael Thomas hopefully coming back. So yeah, sometimes it's frustrating seeing the screen pass constantly. But on the other side, it does work. Alvin Kamara is a guy for some reason he doesn't go down. He can get you twenty yards off that play. But the Saints need to start throwing. Yeah, but something's different about Drew Brees. I mean, you go back a couple years when they had Colston. Oh, he is different. Absolutely. When, when he's, they had yeah. Colston, he used to he was throw always, that absolutely, ball. Absolutely, absolutely. I used to love they, that before they broke their route. I used he to love already it. threw he's the ball. He's getting older. Yeah. He's he had he's had that arm problem. I I still think he can hit the deep ball. I just think he just doesn't do it well. It's time for Drew Brees to move on. It's not even the deep ball that I don't think he throws. He used to be so incredible. Like like a Russell Wilson, for instance. He used to be very well with the accuracy on those deep throws. He does not have that anymore. But if you don't throw the deep ball, it, you're, you're not going to have them playing no. safeties over the top. They're going to load the box, and it's going to take away everything short from you. The only thing I took away from week two that I was happy about was week one, we rushed terrible. Week two, 
Alvin Kamara rushed really well. Three Russian touchdowns. Or two, uh, excuse me. But he, we looked better Russian, but we did not play well receiving. But see, you guys don't have that. You you guys don't use that your other Latavius running. Murray, he got you in a couple times. Yeah, we don't you, use him enough, though. A couple years ago, you had Ingram. You had that guy that went in there yeah, and pounded the ball, pounded the ball, pounded the ball, saw and then you that. brought And you in. saw that with Latavius yeah. Murray last year when Kamara was injured. And they just didn't, they're not giving him enough reps. Yeah. Also, we have uh, what the heck is his name? I'm just gonna skip because I forgot. And also, I was gonna say something else. Our defense, what sucks is our defense was playing well. We shut down both their wide receivers. It's that tight end, dude. I can't remember his name, but he, he's the best tight end in the league right now. And I think you had him on fantasy last year. No one knew who this guy was. He's fast. He's big. Uh, and he's just playing at an elite level. And we could not stop. We were double coveraging him. That stopped him. But then when he got one on one, man, that's how I lost in fantasy. No, one had him in fantasy. His last catch of the game in the fourth, early fourth quarter. He didn't have any more catch after that. I got beat by that. Uh, you know, I just think, you know. The, you, I'm picking you, packs, but I hope the Saints come up and beat them. I think the Packers are going to be too much for them. I really do. The Saints I, I mean, defense I mean, is always a challenge, especially in the Big Easy. Your defense has allowed 57 points already. That, that's that's top tier. That's where the Cowboys and that's where that's where freaking Seattle's at. You know, you're, you're allowing almost more than you score. That's too much. I just think. I mean, the Packers are no joke, man. They scored 85 points already. They're throwing the ball all over the field using multiple weapons. The running game was looking great. You know, I just I think the Packers are legit. You know what? They he's got a chip, and we talked about this several times. And I'm sure people are getting sick of hearing it, but you're gonna hear about Aaron Rodgers as an MVP, and then he's gonna walk away from Green Bay. I just got a really strong feeling that the Saints are gonna upset Packers this week, and I really hope it happens. I really hope it happens. I think the defense is going to come out. I think, I think Breeze is going to come out this week and knows that he needs to prove it, and we're going to – I'm getting pumped thinking about it right now. All right, let's talk about the big news that obviously happened. Obviously, Tyrod Taylor was going into this week, going against Super Bowl champs. Five minutes before the game, they pulled Herbert inside, said, you're going in. Tyrod Taylor went to the hospital, chest pains, and they found out that his lung was punctured by the mm. team doctor. Obviously, he was dealing with cracked ribs, and they give these injections in that numb the players for four to four and a half hours. They have to do it right before the game. That cracked rib was the least of his worries if they had to go in and inflate that lung. Yeah, so I heard that. that, I heard the only way that heals is the lung has to unpuncture itself. Well, sometimes they can, but if you have a collapsed lung, they actually— Well, it wasn't. I don't think it was collapsed lung. Punctured. I mean, if it punctured and it deflated and he couldn't breathe no more, what they do is they cut a hole in the side of your freaking uh, rib cage over here, and they shove a tube inside there, and they inflate your freaking lung for you. Now, I was very intrigued with this, and I was watching and listening to, like, a lot of podcasts and videos on, like, the whole situation with this. Because you think team doctors are the best doctors in that state usually. You know, most respected. He's going to get ripped apart, though. Pat McAfee was on the show, and he was he said that he reached out to four other players he used to play with that have gotten the shot, and they all said the doctor tells you there's a small percentage chance that they can puncture something, especially with the ribs. They yeah. have to go in at an angle where your lungs are right there. Pat McAfee said a story about how the head doctors, when he would watch players get IVs for fluids and stuff, these doctors, they haven't done, done blood and, and, and IVs oh, that's nurses job. in 15 years. They yeah. come out and they check... And and he's like, no wonder that this is a struggle. But also, it's like, why would you not have nurses there to do that? But my thing is, is look, if you if you need an injection because your ribs hurt that bad, I give him a blot for that, guys. That's hard. Don't play. That's hard. Though. Don't play. That's hard. What sucks is like, I don't care. Like you, are, if you're the most respected doctor. Like Tyrod Taylor you screwed is just up. like he's the NFL jinx. No matter where he's been, Tyrod man, Taylor he just, is. He, he just never, never, ever gets a chance to show himself. Tyrod Taylor has the worst NFL quarterback story. He leads Ever, the Bills yeah. to their first playoff game in, it was like forever. 
cut, gone, see you later. Gets picked up by the Browns. Same time he gets picked up, they draft the first overall pick, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Goes in two games, injured, one play, he's gone. Fans want it, Baker. Bye. See you later. Gets goes into San Diego. Philip Rivers gone. See you later. Your time to shine. shine Doctor punctures your lung. Gone, dude. It's like can the guy catch a break? Because let's be real. Tyrod Taylor, sure, he's not an elite core. He's not a bad quarterback. Nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> knows. Nobody knows what they, he is. But they really did. Lance Lynn was he? They wanted him to to mentor Herbert. Yeah. And and it's crazy to think like Pat McAfee was saying he was like. Who knows? Maybe Tyrod would have went out there, and he also would have played a great game against the Chiefs. It's a different story, but and you never like, know. That was like Matt Flynn a couple years ago. Played for the Packers. I remember that. He played I remember great. That. He was and, so good. And as we were a like, yeah, come to Dallas, and everyone was like, come to Philly, and then he ended up going to Seattle. It was like Nick Foles thing. Never heard about him no. <laughs> ever again. So, and then the question that came out was, Herbert obviously didn't find out he was starting until like five minutes before the game. Offense was surprised. Nobody prepared for this. Nobody prepared for his game plan, and he went out and almost he should have beat the defending Super Bowl champs. Now, do you think in your mind that maybe it was better that he didn't know five minutes before rather than say like they knew like five days ago that Tyrod wasn't going to play? I, I or do you think it would have been the same outcome? I think it would have been the same outcome. I, I, I think he played great. It doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're a professional athlete. It doesn't matter if it's two minutes for kickoff. Your, your number's called. Your number's called. You get in there, you play. And he had he had an amazing uh, interview where they asked him, like, you know, how nervous were you five minutes? He goes, he goes, I, I honestly wasn't nervous. He goes, I prepare every single game like I'm going in there as a starter. He went out there, 311 passing yards. Let's just get these stats real quick. 22 for 33, 66.7 completion rate. That's and he had average. one touchdown. Uh, and then he had that one interception. But he played well. A rookie quarterback that comes in and plays against Super Bowl champs, Patrick Mahomes, mega arm, uh, mac and cheese with ketchup guy out there. And he played well. And when you look at this NFL league, it's awesome to see how many young quarterbacks are out there and how well this league looks. This is the year you got to do it. There's no fans. You can't get booed. I mean, there's some places have. I mean, let's face it. Wentz got booed, but then there's no fans there's in the no stadium. Fans. I mean, you have limited fans, but this is the best time. Nobody knows. You know, for, for, for some reason, the NFL has no COVID cases at all. College football, they're canceling games it's right and amazing. left. It's amazing. Canceling games right and Do left. Do you see the stats on that, by the way? They're, they're testing, like, thousands of people daily. Not one. That's amazing. But my thing is, is is, is, is there somebody that has the positive and, you know, they're out with an injury because, you know, they're trying to cover it up? Maybe. But my, but they have those bracelets, by the way, that everyone wears. And if you get the COVID test, they know who you were in contact yeah, with. Yeah, and they can isolate yeah. people. But my thing is, is you don't know. The season could end tomorrow. You know what I mean? If we have a major outbreak, they could end tomorrow. You got you got to play. You get these young kids in there playing. I mean, C.D. Lamb. He, I mean, he's the he's the only rookie receiver to have over 100 yards receiving. You know, you got to get these young kids in there. Get them to play. Get these quarterbacks in there playing. I, I want Tua to come in and play. I think uh, if Miami loses tonight, I think you're going to see Tua very soon. Yeah, very I mean, soon. he's healthy. Let him play. You invested your your freaking draft pick in him. Let him play. Herbert. I think Herbert. I think there's no looking back now. There's no looking back. Oh, I think even if Tyrod, because you know the coach had respect and said, you know, if Tyrod comes back, he's still going to start. Which I get, because you know what happened to him. But after the game that he played, that's your guy. Yeah, that's your guy. You, you got teams like the Jets. You got the teams like the Giants. You know, you might be looking for a new quarterback after this season. You know, between Darnold and Daniel Jones. I think Darnold's you know, done with Jets. You, you, I think no, he's I, on the hot seat. And, and I don't think Daniel Jones is much better. I mean, he leads the league in freaking interceptions. He's horrible. I don't I, know. I, just, I still have a good feeling about Daniel. He he throws some really good passes. That's though. great. A lot of quarterbacks throw beautiful passes, but they still suck. Sam Darnold 
The Jets as a franchise. Those are doomed organizations. When's the last time you saw the Jets actually be good? I mean, Mark Sanchez had a decent year that one year, but like they they need like how does how does a team not get good? Take Cleveland, the Jets, Miami, Detroit. Who else sucks? And put make them your minor league facilities. You know, I wouldn't say take the 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 Browns. Browns are one on one. They look they look better. Okay, the Browns haven't been good since Vinny Testaverde was the quarterback. They had more wins last year than they had in like twenty years. Yeah, and what did it get them? Nothing. Almost the big it almost doesn't count. Hey, three wild cards this oh, yeah, year. That's the, great. the Jets though. They're I not going to be one of them. I think the Jets are one of the laughing stocks. Uh, I mean, you have no no one's no one's good on that team. You have Bell, who has done nothing. Darnold, uh, I don't even know what to tell you about Darnold. Like, is he going to be the good quarterback? Is that your franchise quarterback? If I'm an owner, I don't know if that's my franchise quarterback. Also, there's no help on that team. Everyone on deep, I couldn't name one guy on defense for you on team. They traded everybody away. And where's their draft picks? Like, you saw with the Raiders. The Raiders trade everybody away. Gruden came in, three first-round, first-round picks. Look at that team now. That team looks they got the Death Star yeah. open. That defense is young and we'll, good. We'll see in, by week five. That where, defense where looks at. good though. That we, defense looks good. Abrams back, who missed last year as a rookie. They got to play. They got to play New England. They got to play Kansas City. New England, you know, you yeah. just got done saying New England's not that good. So I didn't say they're not good. I said they have Bill Belichick. I said I'm not a big fan of Cam Newton. Go back and rewind the tape. We'll rewind it. But uh, I just think uh, the Raiders. You know, you, they got a big stretch coming up. You know. So you got to play New England. You got to play Kansas City. Tough teams like that. Imagine the upside. Could they be a wild card team? Possibly, but we'll see. How about the NFL coming out and finding uh, Gruden and uh, Sean Payton one hundred thousand dollars and Pete Carroll and uh, there's a there's a bunch of coaches. Yeah, um, well, Matt those Shanahan. Are the ones I find them uh, one hundred thousand dollars and find the team two hundred fifty thousand dollars for not wearing your mask. It, it makes absolutely no sense at all. None. What makes no sense to me These teams is, are quarantined. Yeah, and your players don't wear masks. No. Number one, they were only pulling them down when they were saying, you know, when I talk at work with people with my mask on, it's hard to hear people. Now, okay, now you take that. Okay, you're you're talking into a walkie like this. You have your no. mask on. Now, that's going into a quarterback's ear, which I, I'm assuming is not the greatest sound quality, and you got fans blowing in through the, the speakers. Like, are you serious? $100,000 for taking his mask down to say a play. Like it just doesn't make sense to me how there's like a hundred players around them with no mask. Yeah, it's, NFL, it's, it's, just, it's a joke. It it is, and I, like I said, uh, I think your assistant coaches have to wear masks, but I don't think the head coaches have to wear them. But anyway, they're gonna start cracking down on that. But uh, real quick, let's ju- uh, jump into baseball real quick. Uh, as of right now, they ha- they put up the playoffs, uh, the brackets. You have the Dodgers going against the Brewers. You have uh, the Cardinals going against San Diego. Those teams will be playing. San Diego. How about San Diego White Sox? Those, when was the last time I saw them in the playoffs? Those teams are going to be playing in Arlington Stadium. Wait, wait, let me just give you. Let me just give us an applaud. Two, two years ago, when we first started this podcast, we said that the Padres aren't going to make playoffs this year and next year, but they're in two years. They're going to be a playoff team, and look at that. They're a playoff team. Yeah, but it wasn't really a full season. But anyway, oh, it's still, uh, they're it's playing still, in uh, Texas, and now they're going to – all the teams that are playoff eligible, even though this is the last week of uh, baseball, they're actually making them stay in hotels and start bubbling. Yeah, I don't understand that. Well, they got to stay in hotels. They're not allowed to go home. They're not allowed to be – because they're going to be no, going – No, but my thing is, like, MLB has been so good with cases lately, and, like, no one's been bubbling. So, like, why do you got to change that? Well, they want to. So, so those, two, those teams are playing in Arlington. You have uh, – the, the Miami Marlins playing the Cubs. The Marlins got in? 
as of right now. Oh, man. They're the sixth seed, and you have the Cincinnati Reds playing the Braves. Those teams will be playing in Houston at Houston Stadium. Wow, that's a race right there for the Marlins and the Phillies. The Phillies, I did hear, dropped down, and now they're out of it right now. As of right now. Then over on the American League side, you have the number one seed Tampa Bay Rays playing the Blue Jays. You have the Yankees playing the Twins in San Diego. Like last year. Wow. They're going to be in San Diego for those games. Then you have the Houston Astros, who are the number six seed right now, playing the A's, and you have the Cleveland Indians as the seventh seed playing uh, the White Sox. I and like, they're playing in Dodger Stadium. I like that we have neutral fields, almost like it's the World Baseball Classic. Yes. I mean, the Yankees only have, it looks like, about four games left. One more with Toronto uh, and then three with the Marlins. The thing that t- ticks me off about the Yankees, they won 10 in a row, looked great. Then they lose three out of four and get blown out by double digits in three of the four games. Toronto blew them out the one day and then Boston. They, the Toronto blew them out last night again. But... Uh, the World Series will be played in Arlington. Uh, the divisional the new stadium. Yeah, the divisional round will be playing in Arlington and San Diego on the American League side, and then they'll be battling for the World Series October twentieth through the twenty eighth. Can we please give Luke Voigt the MVP already? Twenty one home runs, man, and he's bad. And let's see, where is it at here? Um, he's bad two seventy six. But DJ, Le- can we I, can we also just talk about DJ LeMahieu for for just a, a split second here? Because every year this man seems to bat over three hundred. He's bat three sixty right now. All I gotta now. say is if we don't resign him to a long term deal, the Yankees are foolish. Foolish man. But how has uh, that guy not have gotten like a silver slugger this year at MVP? Mookie Betts is gonna win the the National League MVP hands down. He's probably the best player over there. Dodgers are saying Tatis. Every year. They're saying Tatis is, is probably going to be the runner-up, but Mookie Betts will be, I think, the second person ever to win it, both in the American League and National That's League. That's actually pretty that, – that has to feel like a good accomplishment, knowing that you went to both mm-hmm. both leagues and you got the MVP. DeGrom is going for the third Cy Young in a row. Going He's just amazing. And I think Trevor Bauer is going to got a Trevor Bauer is ranked first down. in almost like everything. Yeah, he's having a, an amazing – and I want to yeah. know if it's because he's vlogging now. He's vlogging all these games like – there's something different about Trevor Bauer. It's insane. I think the Yankees are going to be one and done. I think they're going to be out. I think the Twins are going to beat them because the Yankees, oh, for some on, reason, man. after Cole, you just don't know what you're getting. Tanaka got lit up again last night. You don't know what you're getting from these pitchers. Montgomery, you know, who are you going to pitch? Herman. Herman is eligible, but they say they're not going to throw him. You know, I would be ramping him up right now, getting him ready, saying, let's go. Playoff time. But Herman will not be pitching. Debbie Garcia, you know, he's hit or miss. You know, he gives up a lot of hits, but we'll see. We'll see. Oh, we have a uh, Gary Sanchez on the bat, 143. Yeah. Just want to throw that out there. It's improved, though. It's, it's up. Improved it's, a up. Bit. it's up. It's up. It's up like 15 points. But uh, let's see. The Miami Heat, they're up three games to one on the Boston uh, Celtics. Hopefully, the mass holes get out of, uh, eliminated. And I said mass, not, eh, you know. So, hopefully, they get eliminated because I can't stand anything Boston. And then uh, the we, Lakers have, we have Denver Nuggets. and LeBron. Denver is up. Uh, Denver is losing two to one in that series. I want Denver to win. I want the could Lakers you, to do it for Kobe. But could you imagine Denver and the Heat, two teams you haven't seen like forever, like in the finals? I think the Heat is all around the best team in the NBA. Oh, I mean, they, they have six players on that team that are, that are averaging double digits. But that points. guy from Michigan, like, it's awesome to see. That's the only reason I'm liking it. Okay. Anyway, those Sixers. No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Well, before we get off, quick rumor. The Sixers, I think they're going after a coach because they think that the, he can lure Harden to them. Could you imagine the Sixers got no. James Harden? No. You don't want that? I don't want a ball hog. A ball hog keeping Bean and Simmons and we find the shooter. First of all, we don't have the money for that. There's no way. They would have to get rid of Simmons or Embiid. They, get, get there's rid no of, way. So get, what are you going to do? Get rid of Embiid and go, go small like Houston did and go small and go home? No. Nope. I mean, I, I would take Harden instantly. 
Nah, you know what? You get too many egos, it's just problems, man. Those aren't the right egos. Every, to put everyone together. thought. Everyone thought. Uh, you got to build up that bench. What you got to do is get these these veteran players that can still play. Put them on your bench. Load up your bench. Then you make that run. Other than that, like Al Horford, bye. Um, gotta go. Everyone thought that uh, Westbrook and Harden weren't gonna play well because the two big egos, but they play pretty well together. But why is, why is Harden gonna leave then? I don't know. I feel like I just saw a drug deal. Maybe you did. Saw a kid walk, drive around on the bike, and he dapped this kid up and did a quick like, and then they go away. Why don't you dial that 911? We'll do a commentary from there as the as the popo show up. As the popo show up. But that is all we got for today. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Lots going on in the league. Uh, we hope all your teams win in week three coming up. We're gonna break those teams down next week. We'll. Hopefully the Saints upset uh, the Packers and uh, Dallas gets another loss. I'm really hoping for that. I'm just kidding. I hope they win. But we hope you guys have a good rest of your week and stay safe out there. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace.